You're listening to the Huddle Z, your premier drop fleet commander podcast with your hosts, George, Jason, Levi, Damian, Jason, and Peter. You are listening to the Huddle Z with your hosts. Levi is finally here, Duncan. You. And Peter is covered head to toe in parasites. Tobin? Well, in their defense, I guess I'm also a parasite since I play Scorch, so it's all good. Oh, and Jason the Bruce. Who also likes to talk to himself in the third person on our Facebook page on a regular basis. Duh, Bruce. It's like the royal royal Yeah, I know, right? (laughs) So... We come to you today with a podcast that's a little bit different. Uh, it's no secret that we delayed this recording for a week, and reasons for that will become very clear in a couple of minutes. We want to start by thanking everybody that's ever been involved. Damien started this off quite a long time ago, and although he hasn't been able to be part of our recording for quite some time, he did still get the ball rolling. Jason Argyle, or Captain Sox, was, he was part of us for quite a long time, one of Levi's good friends, and is currently overseas, as most of you would know. Nigel was part of us for a good few months. Uh, he did uh, was unfortunately forced to leave uh, due to real life. And then, of course, there is George, who is, without question, the centre of the fact that we've lasted for quite a long time. And unfortunately, yes, um, this is going to be a goodbye of sorts, unfortunately. Any of you guys want to say anything specific about the others? Everybody played a key role in um, the start of Hot LZ, the start of the podcast, the start of the website, um, and its growth. Um, I I do think we helped grow the community. Um, We helped inform the community as much as we could with the information we had, Um, but... Um, as life goes on, um, things are born and things unfortunately go away. Um, and I think the podcast has ran its course, um, due to some reasons, some reasons, but, um, I just think, like I said, I just think everybody has, has put in their own effort, um, and everybody has played an important, important role in the podcast and in the community. And just to piggyback on that, uh, I mean, the Hot LZ's been around for a really long time, just as a general concept. I mean, I remember taking a look back at uh, Drop Zone stuff when uh, Damien was going out and putting out content just for Drop Zone Commander, uh, way before Drop Fleet ever was a thing, and then putting it together as a podcast. That's when we really all got together and uh, just managed to hash out what was going on. I mean, I myself only got involved because I randomly and luckily happened to get one of the kickstarters fairly early so it was capable to give people uh, some of the details involving some of the stats and it's been what a little over two years now so that's uh that's a pretty good run so congratulations gentlemen good work it's been good yeah, I'm, I'm proud of the time that we've done i got involved initially damien put out feelers and my initial comments was something along the lines of hey i know i'm in australia that probably makes it a bit hard but I'd be interested if you want someone. Um, I never quite expected to get accepted, let alone become one of the more... I mean, I've been fairly regular despite my um, real-life schedule, which is very random, to say the least, as Levi's kind of 
finally clicked on recently. We'll call it your temporal <laughs> handicap. Well, for those that don't know, I work in a rotating roster situation, so that's one of the two reasons why I couldn't be here all the time. Uh, the other one being that I live in an awesome country uh, that has a much different time zone than the US does. Uh, an awesome country with a terrible Prime Minister, but that's another story. The game in and of itself is an excellent game. Drop Fleet Commander is still one of my favourite games, and I think it's fair to say that we're all going to continue being active within the Drop Fleet community. Um, Peter was saying that you've got a couple of new players recently? Yeah, as it turns out, um, my local store recently underwent a uh, managerial change, and I asked the uh, new guy in charge whether or not it was okay to just leave my demo fleets hanging out there. And they've actually been drumming up some interest, which I'm really enjoying. Uh, we just got a uh, someone coming in for a demo literally Thursday, and uh, they're pulling the trigger on Scourge. So now... Nice! Nice! Yeah, we have... I want to say four people who play Scorch. So apparently I'm actually going to be playing Shaltari more these days. What a weird thing. <laughs> um, we I'm continue to have... Shaltari players, so. Well, yeah. Everybody beat the Shaltari players. We need to stop them somehow. Damn space hedgehogs. Easy. Yes, it will be easy. If we can get, the, if we can get enough people on our side. Eh... Given the fact that they've been continually nerfed, like, uh, basically every opportunity, I'm, I'm not too worried about it. Every Although, time we got to play, get worse. Yeah, maybe not. To, to be fair, I'm still yet to win a... I'm still yet to win a game against a Shiatari player at all. Well, most people roll better than you. That's a point. Yeah, so the, the game's going to continue to grow. Um, the Huddle Z Facebook page will actually remain active. Uh, it's probably going to be more of a hobby space for those of us that remain. Um, otherwise, I am Jason James Grubb in the community. Um, you can also find me on the Beasts of War website under JJ Grubb. I'm going to continue being active within Australia. Uh, for the locals, I might tend to go to the House of War in Ringwood, Victoria. I will still be going to CanCon and kind of sort of representing the hot LZ, even though it's going to be on a smaller stage at this point. Where can people find you guys? Peter? Well, our local store is hanging out in Massachusetts, uh, kind of more around the Worcester area. I've uh, got a fairly small uh, meta, but, uh, you know, we, we really enjoy the game. We really like to play. And if you ever want to check it out or do some demos, feel free to come on by. Uh, we also, I'm not positive about Captain Con, uh, because the official sort of scenario uh, stuff didn't uh, pan out. But uh, we'll still be there, so who knows? Maybe we'll still get some fleets going then. Uh, the big thing is just, you know, what with all the kids and everything, having the twins and all that, I just don't have as much time to get out and play as much as I'd like. Although I do still go out and do things like buy Scorched Dreadnoughts. So, yeah. Definitely still want to be playing. Um, Levi, how about you? Um, best way to get a hold of me is just on Facebook. Uh, Levi Duncan. I'll still be floating around the uh, Dropfleet community page. So you can uh, you can look me up on there um, and hit me up. If you ever find yourself anywhere near Nashville, Tennessee, um, shoot me a message. Just somehow somehow get a hold of me. We've got, I think, six player, uh, five players here. 
um, we we play off and on every now and then. If if everybody's schedules can mesh, uh, we'll play. We actually, I think we do have a guy coming up from an hour south of us, which is almost Alabama. Uh, so we got a guy who I think is in Alabama. He's coming up here, uh, play a few games with us. So um, if you're anywhere in the area, uh, just get on the the Drop Fleet Community Drop Fleet Commander Community Facebook page. Um, look me up, give me a message, and um, we can uh, connect at any of the game stores around here. Um, there's there's four or five stores that uh, that are here in Nashville, but uh, yeah, just hit me up on Facebook. Okay, good. Uh, one other thing I would like to spend some time on is just thanking everyone who helped us out via Patreon. That was really, 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 really useful, especially with things like uh, keeping up our internet storage, keeping up the web page and all that. Uh, speaking of which, if you want to make sure to snag any uh, particular sound files that you guys need, they'll be available for a month or two. So go ahead and do that. And the other thing that I'd like to do is just uh, discuss more or less what we're going to be doing with the Hot LZ uh, upcoming. So, Jason, you want to handle that? Yeah, so with the lack of availability, um, the podcast itself will be coming to an end. This will be, well, sort of to an end. This will effectively be our goodbye. Um, when new additions or new releases come up, if we have an opportunity to record, we will try to come back together. But because of our schedules being the way that they are and we can't promise to record on a regular basis, that's why we've called it. They're just there's not enough of us that can that can be here regularly on a fortnightly basis. Um, I've made more than I thought that I would, quite frankly. Um, the reason that George made the decision to leave is along the same lines. Um, and again, George has been nothing but fantastic. Um, we wouldn't have survived six months without George, let alone the two years. Speaking of George, watch this space. Uh, George, Michelle and I may be doing something next year. I can't really go into too much details yet because there are no details yet. Um, but there might be something that happens there. Um, we'll see. Um, the Facebook page itself will remain active and at least at this stage become probably more of a blog spot and a hobby space more than anything else. Uh, if something comes up that we can talk about and we have the ability to, uh, then we will. Uh, it's actually myself that's recording this. Uh, George has always done the recording in the past. Um, so if it turns out that the audio on this is all awful, then it's the Bruce's fault. But blame Levi anyway. Yeah. Speaking of, um, the website, the, the hotlz.com, um, it should be up until next August, I think. So if you have any sort of, uh, if you have any events or something like that, uh, still, still get a hold of us, still send us an email, send us a, a message and, uh, we'll get that up on the, on the website, on the calendar. Um, so that, uh, along with the, uh, SoundCloud, as long as we can, um, that will stay active. Um, and it's, like I said, the website, thehotlz.com, should be good for at least another year. SoundCloud itself, there is a small amount of money left in the coppers, which will continue ticking that down. The Patreon itself, we are going to close because, quite frankly, that was to pay for the podcast and as we can no longer record on a regular basis, we don't feel right um, taking your money. Yes. Um, yes. That, that will mean that, unfortunately, SoundCloud 
within a month or two will drop. But there's not a lot that we can do about that because we just don't have the money to fund it ourselves. Um, and um, you've all been beyond wonderful to us. And that's the reason why we're going to close that down sooner rather than later. Uh, the only reason I didn't do it first thing this morning is because I wanted to post, I wanted to get this out to the Patreons first. Um, there's probably not going to be much of a delay between the two. Um, I'm just because we want to get the news out as soon as possible. We don't want to just disappear. We want to. We're trying to make an effort to actually say goodbye and um, do this the right way. Um, I mean, it sucks that things are coming to an end, but it's just kind of. Life is busy. So how about we just do a quick retrospect involving our overall experiences with Drop Fleet? Like, here it is. We've been doing this for two years. What's the favorite thing for you in the game? What's your least favorite thing still in the game? Uh, Levi, would you go ahead and start that up? Uh, we'll start with my least favorite. Um, as far as Drop Fleet goes, uh, the basics. Yeah, I'm with you on that. The the bases are a cool idea, um, uh, and innovative, but it just there's too much going on with those little bitty bases. And whenever you get up to the dreadnought size base, you need a bigger disc on the bottom. That's a whole lot of resin on a stick to be on that little bitty tiny circle. So, um, <clears throat> which I guess you know, if you look at the whole game, my number one issue is the base. Like that's. That says something pretty good about the game. Um, and, and even then, like, there are a lot of workarounds with it. So um, it's just something that needs to be worked on, something needs to be improved on. Yeah. I mean, I'm working on one of those workarounds right now. So Australia might actually have an option. And um, as far as my favorite part of the game, um, out of the two years, well, actually longer than two, Wow, Drawfleet's been out for three years? Can't be three years, surely. From the start of the Kickstarter, maybe. Yeah, yeah, from from the Kickstarter. Because I, I, got, I, I got my stuff through the Kickstarter. Yeah, so I think it's been about three years. Um, <clears throat> but anyways, in all the games I've played, I've never had a single game be an absolute blowout. Every single game came down to the last activation, to the last time you scored points. And even then, it was still within five or you know like five victory points i've never had a game that would just you know you lay your models on the table you take your first activation and there are some games out there some systems that you know before you even lay your models down that you know you're going to lose or you know you're going to win drop fleet has never been that kind of game it's always been you need to put it down you need to play strategically and you you need to play well not play well but you, like you need to play the game to see who wins there's no there's no auto win mechanic in the game you have to play every game all the way to the end. And there's been times where I've been winning and my opponent wants to my opponent wants to pick up the models because it looks like he's getting beaten so badly. I talk him into finishing out the game, turn six, they turn around and they legitimately win. Um, it's just it's always been a close game in points. And I really love that about Drop Fleet because there's not very many games out there that can actually do that. Yeah, I mean, I, I can't quite say the same thing, but uh, I, I actually have had a game that I just got absolutely trounced in. Um, I talked about it on the podcast at one point. Just nothing went well. But generally speaking, even the ones where I do feel like I'm losing quite a bit have actually turned out to be a lot closer than I thought they would. 
And just to step back one step a little bit, um, I forgot to mention I actually have a new player in my area too, which is nice. What hey, about you, Peter? I'd have to say, sticking to similar standards, I'll go with the least favorite first. Um, still just get irritated that there are some ships that are just mathematically bad. It would be nice to have things, or I should say that have such a limited role that uh, it's very, very hard to justify bringing them. I'm looking at you, Granite. I'm looking at you. Mm. Yep, that's fair. I mean, that's a thing in all games to some extent, but no, that that is very fair. Yeah, it's not a huge deal. I mean, there's plenty of uh, variety, and especially since it's not like you're specifically buying a granite or you know similar type ships. You you know you just build whatever uh, thing you want off the spur. Yeah, so you buy really a, nice. buy a blister, and you get three, or you get a whole three at least three choices. Yeah, exactly. So that's that's pretty good overall. If that's uh, my major complaint, uh, my absolute favorite is the violence side. I really just. I enjoy the fact that things tend not to stick around a whole lot. If I go nuts and you know open up a fleet at something and it goes away, I'm happy with that because that's how it should be. Weapons free. Weapons free is a lot of fun. How about you? Bro? For me, um, the bases is definitely one of them, and they've been probably my number one complaint since I've had the game. Um, I actually did get it from the Kickstarter too. But I, th I think three years is from when the Kickstarter went live, not from when it was delivered. Um, I mean, yeah, there, there are definitely some ships that are mathematically bad. What was that? Sorry, Peter. I said, alas, that's in my brain damage days. Uh, the dead zone from when I started having kids. <laughs> yeah. Um, I've actually been working on some bases because it's just something that's gotten to the point where I... I mean, don't get me wrong, there's actually alternatives out there, one of which has been a sponsor of us from very early on, and we're very, very grateful for that. Um, but the reason that was never an option for me, which is through no fault of his own, uh, is just the postage was too, too expensive. It was literally, I want to say it was two or three times more expensive to have them posted here than what the product actually cost. Um, I approached a laser cutter company recently to just print me just some specific bases with a hole in the middle so that it could sit inside. I have some what are called dice frames that I'm going to be gluing on top of them, which I got from a company in the UK for literally amount of very small dollars. Um, and they will hold uh, five mil dice. I'm going to drill two four mil holes in them, and I've got a thing of four mil dowel that I'm going to use and paint up to represent where things are it's very simple but the, the problem with the bases that exist with the game right now the concept of it is amazing and dave it is i'm, I'm not having a go it, it's a really awesome concept but because of how tiny everything is it's really hard to use with your hand you, you can't get the health marker in and out um i struggled to turn the thing and actually find where things are uh, because you've got to line everything up and I, I, I feel like I'm there forever trying to find the right combination of where my ship is right now. It's a lot better um, just to use them for your uh, firing arcs and that's it. Yeah, yeah. The, the firing arc side of things, there's no issue with it all. Um, the only thing I would say is that they need to be painted to be more obvious, but that's not a base problem. That's uh, I'm, I haven't been 
active enough to do it. I, I should not be lazy. <laughs> Actually, two of them are done, quite frankly. Bruce has apparently uh, already solved the whole base thing. You need to hit him up and make sure that he uh, does this as his new job. <laughs> um, yeah, sure. <laughs> Favorite part of the game has kind of been touched on. Um, I, but I'm going to go... <laughs> Drop Fleet is the most unique game on the market right now, I feel. Uh, which is not to say that there's not other games that are great. I mean, it most commonly gets referred to with Battlefleet Gothic, which is because it's a spiritual successor. Uh, whether they want to say that or not, I'm sorry, it's designed by the same guy. And X-Wing. And it's a more in-depth game than X-Wing is. Uh, I personally feel the models look nicer, but that's a personal opinion. Not, I'm not saying that X-Wing is terrible. But it doesn't feel like those games to play at all. It's very unique with the way that it works. I, I said this previously, but the whole getting your troops onto the ground thing, is a, it, it feels like it's something that actually is happening. It's the most unique game concept I've found so far. It's not just I'm going to kill you and you're going to lose. Uh, there's actually It's the only game I can think of where that's the least important thing. I mean, even with Blood Bowl, which is, I mean, that their aim is to score, but it still comes down to deaths a lot of the time or trying to injure your opponent so that they can't score. So, yeah, that, that, that's it for me. I mean, I love this game. Um, I mean, I love Malifaux too. I, I love Wild West Exodus, which is a new discovery. Well, new-ish. Um, it's a couple of card games I play. I mean, I do more hobby than I do game, but this is still the game I talk about the most. It's a good game. Especially on that hobby and the models. Damn, Dave. Good work, man. Yeah. Little dot happy. Good work. I'm currently starting detailed work on my repainted Scourge fleet, so... I've got things I have to paint that are annoying, too. Oh, any other business? Well, the only other question I have is when second edition comes, which it will have to at some point, that there's some things that really need to be adjusted. Um, what's the one thing that you're excited for potentially? Well, clearly you thought about it. So, Bruce, what's your opinion? What's your opinion? Um, I, I want to see what they do with the scoring system. Um, there's been some significant feedback on that, especially recently, uh, and ideas that we, we've thrown out ourselves as well. Um, I, I think it's going to be... I, I'd like to see what they do with the ideas that's been given to them. Um, I'd like to see if they can get the game to be possible to be played at a tournament level at the size that they originally intended. Um, it'd be... I mean, as much as I'm sure there's part of me that would love to play a 2,000-point fleet... Uh, that's just not happening at a tournament level. I don't care what anybody says. It's just, just not possible. You'd be there for three and a half years. And that'd just be one round. <laughs> Maybe not quite. Yeah. For but yeah, that, that's the one thing I'm excited for. I mean, if it doesn't change drastically, obviously I'm not going to complain. I love this game. Um, but part of loving something is knowing where you can criticize it. Well, that's one of the nice things about the overall like scoring system per se is that it's literally just based off of the scenarios. They could 
be changing those on a yearly basis and just keep uh, ranking through them until they find a format that works. I mean, that's effectively what uh, similar games like War Machine have done. I mean, originally they didn't even have a decent scenario packet that was all done by an external person that they eventually wound up hiring. You could definitely see the same thing happening for Drop Fleet. Hell, Kings of War is one of the most simply designed games on the market right now. And that has new scenarios and things and readjustments that are made on a yearly basis. So it's certainly, and it's just a very simple book that you release that just updates stuff. Hell, Warhammer made their business on doing that. Levi, what are you thinking? I think mine's mine's threefold. Um, I'm going to agree with, with the Bruce. Um, I think a revamped scoring system would be superb. On top of that, I think adjusted points costs again. Um, I feel like now with the Dreadnoughts out and Destroyers out, um, that a 1,500-point standard tournament is available. Um, is But you you would almost have to include a Dreadnought because that's 500 points. So then at that point, you only have 1,000 points to play with. Um, I think the, the two biggest things are a, a revamp on the uh, victory points. And the second one is retooling some of the ships because there are some ship profiles um, that, to me, are so vastly outshined, outshone, so vastly outperformed by a similar class ship in that faction that you're never going to see it. Um, and and some some people, you know, may argue for argue for it here and there, but I feel like it's one of those things where once people start playing a certain way they're they're never going to take that substandard ship um so i think some ships would need to be retooled um just to just to be a little more competitive or bring the more competitive ships down a notch to bring them in line with everything yeah and that's something that a new edition is going to have to answer because you can't just continually um tweak one ship here and there because that throws everything off yeah, you can't eventually what they're going to have to do is sit down and refresh everything um now granted i i understand that they're in the middle of completing um drop zones new book at this point and we have been told that something's coming for drop fleet but it's going to be interesting to see how that happens yeah, one of the key things that basically any form of game designer needs to do is they need to sit down with a statistician i mean legit you need a mathematician on the damn payroll to go through and just run your numbers because otherwise you get things that are radically either above or below curve and it gets kind of annoying. Levi, would you like to retort? No, I was going to see uh, see what you thought. Pete. All right. um, a lot of the things are just small tweaks that could happen within the system. Like, uh, case in point, uh, Drop uh, Zone Commander has uh, faction-specific fleet organization as it were. And something like that I think would be a nice way to handle uh, A, differentiating the races a little bit, or B, also handling any particular problems that they were seeing in the uh, way that fleet organization or fleet setup was happening. So something like that would be nice, and it wouldn't even really need a whole new edition. But, I mean, that's something I've talked about before. Um, I'd love to say something like that. 
Yeah, I think it would be pretty solid. But I mean, it would take some playtesting. But I mean, if you're doing a new edition, that's kind of a nice thing to try out, you know? And again, if you just put it as part of like a yearly uh, scenario pack, it's like, okay, here's our scenario pack for this year. The Scorcher on the offensive. They take blah, 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 extra groups, et cetera, et cetera, or, you know, something else like that. And then just be like, okay, this is radically not working. Let's, uh, you know, go ahead and put out a different pack now, you know? No reason to stay tied to it, especially if it's something that's just going to keep the game fresh for everybody. Uh, Addition-wise, I just mostly like just to see a streamlining and simplification of certain steps that aren't really super interactive. A uh, good example would be ground combat. Like if they yeah, that's the first thing I was going to bring up. Yeah, if they they slim that down, it would be pretty sweet. Just you know, streamline it, keep it simpler. You know, even if they <laughs> did something that was pretty radical, like switching it to like. Uh, let's face it, you know, giant carriers only have so many troops to drop down onto the uh, surface, so, you know, when people land, like, you've got this amount of dudes allocated, like, you can only drop, like, two guys down there. Done. Now get that ship the hell out of there and go drop somewhere else, or, you know, something like that. Anything that would just move things out. I hadn't played yeah. with the, like, like, the, like, the original ground combat rules in a God, I don't, I don't even remember the last time I played with them because ever since people started coming up with like the alternate, quicker rules, I, I never. So that is definitely something that needs to be hit as a ground combat. Yeah, yeah. and I don't mean to kind of talk in circles, but the thing we need to keep in mind is that this is the first edition of the game, and a lot of the stuff that we're all talking about is really nitty gritty, and if we if we have to go to that sort of level to talk about the things that irritate us. It's a pretty good first edition. Really good. But that's it. It's just the first edition. We've got room for this to grow. And the, and the game will grow. I'm interested to see what other ships come to. The only, I can't remember what they were called, but the only ones I know of that were still outstanding, because no, Super Dreadnoughts are not coming. They would be the size of the room that you're standing in. Super Dreadnoughts are not coming. There was a thing called scanners or something that I can't remember what they were called. Monitors. Monitors, that's it. So we still have monitors coming at some point. Hmm. But yeah, I mean, I had a chance to uh, chat back and forth with Andy Chambers every once in a while on the Facebooks. And I got to say, the guy, I really appreciate uh, his insight with both game design and just uh, design and gameplay in general. Like he, he really did a good job here. And I, I think yeah. I'm really congratulated for that a lot. And Dave, too. I mean, it certainly had an impact. Yeah. I mean, and it's no secret. I mean, he designed Battlefleet Gothic and said very early on that he designed this to fix what he felt were problems with the original game. Um, and it, it really worked. It really did. Um, I've never had a proper common conversation with him myself. I mean, I've kind of commented on his stuff here and there and got responses, but... Um, from everything that I've ever seen, he looks super approachable and really down to earth, which is nice. Yeah, and I like the fact that he's still part of the community. Like, when you post rules questions, he'll chime in on occasion and be like, you know, this, this was what we were intending. You know, I don't know if that's how they're going to rule it, but when I was writing it, this is what I was thinking. And I really appreciate yeah. that because he goes into the, the thought process as opposed to just being like, it's like this, boom. And he's just like, well, you know, this is what we meant, but, you know, you're right. Rules as written, it should be this way, you know? And I guess before we wrap up, um, my favourite spelling mistake is Space James. Do you guys Space have a James. different favourite spelling mistake? 
Or is, does everybody just love Space James? It's it's Space James. I like it. I miss it. I'm kind of... I was thinking the other day that it should become a character or something. I kind of want Space James to stay somehow. But I know that they can't do that when they eventually update the book. <laughs> Switch it to like one of the uh, cruiser suggested names. That'd be fun. Moscow-class cruiser Space James. So, thank you again for listening to this episode of the Hot LZ. We're disappointed that this is, at least for now, a goodbye. Um, you'll be able to continue finding us at www.facebook.com forward slash the Hot LZ. The Hot LZ.com will continue to be active until July, August next year. We're not exactly sure on the date of that. The Patreon, just to clarify, will be closed off. Um, so we will not be taking any more of your money. Uh, the Huddle Z podcast is still on Twitter. It's not used a lot. If for any reason you would like to contact us, thehotlzpc at gmail.com. We will share any events that you have coming up, answer any questions that you have. If you want to speak to one of us personally, uh, just say who it is that you're asking the question to and they will respond or the others will pass the message on to them. Otherwise... I'll ask you why. Why would you want to do that? Oh, God. <laughs> um, if you're not a member of the Drop Fleet Commander community, join the Drop Fleet Commander community. If you're in Australia or the surrounding countries, join the Oceanic Drop Zone and Drop Fleet Commander community. Oceanic. Don't join the Australian one. Join the Oceanic one because the Australian one is practically dead. Otherwise, get to your local store, get some games on. Let's start talking about things in the Facebook forums other than just what the new paint scheme is going to be for this month. Let's get some conversation going. Thank you to everybody that's listened and supported us over the last two years. And we look forward to continuing to share this wonderful game together. This has been Peter. This is Levi, Captain Locke, signing and this is Jason the Bruce. Rolling ones forever. Good night and good luck. Thank you, Brooklyn! Thank you for listening to this episode of The Hot LZ. Music used in this podcast was created by Eric Mateus at soundimage.org.